0: But today, my guests are my amazing brother, Mark Pratt, and his beautiful brand new wife, Colleen Shannon. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you,
1: Brian. Thanks for being, having this and having us on here.
0: The other day, I just called you up out of the blue, because sometimes I just do that to see how you're doing, and you kind of let a hammer down on some, some things that are happening in your life. It was kind of shocking, and uh, I didn't know anything about it. Of course, you didn't tell me, so why would I? But I wanted to it it was such an impactful story to me that I wanted to have have you guys on my show to talk about this experience that you're having and going through right now, so Mark, won't you start and just kind of tell me tell me what you laid on me?
1: Well, I talked to you and let you know that Colleen and I had quit drinking because it was coming becoming a pretty substantial issue. Not only financially, but emotionally and with our relationship and everything around us. Um, it was to where we were having several beers a night and we were drinking shots, um, you know, every 15, 20 minutes <laughs> we were having a shot. And so it's just getting to where it was way, way out of hand. Colleen, what's your,
0: what's your version?
2: Oh, totally agree. Um, Uh, We kind of started this mission together as our drinking went on, and it was starting with beers, then it went to shots and beers, then it was, like Mark said, every 15 minutes we woke up, we shot at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and it just didn't stop, and it just got uglier and uglier.
0: Okay, you've been together how long total?
2: Mm, total, gosh, about three years, I'd say. We've known each other for about five.
0: And how long, I mean, did how long you guys, when you met each other, did you start drinking then or were you already or did you, was it an issue then? I was drinking beer and that was it.
2: Uh, and then Mark became my roommate and he needed a place to stay. So he stayed with me. And you know he didn't drink at all uh, when he moved in with me, and then I guess you could call it I corrupted him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then uh, he became my my drinking buddy. And like I said, it just one thing led to another, and it just got uglier and uglier. So,
0: define uglier and uglier.
2: Uh, I was pretty much forced to either or lose uh, my son, my sister, my brother, and my family members, pretty much. Um, My jobs took an impact from it. Uh, So uh, I just woke up and smelled the coffee, I guess. So
0: I want to get down to details. Uh You say you almost lost your family. How? What did that look like?
2: Uh, Well, on September... Third, I believe it was. I uh, fell in the kitchen. Uh, pretty much had a blackout and did a face plant on the tile floor, and I, you know, broke my nose, split my lip. Uh, yeah, it was pretty ugly. I was a bloody mess. The ambulance came and took me into the hospital, and I was there for about I don't know three four days. And my sister came up and, you know, they'd been talking to me for quite a while about the drinking in excess, uh, because, you know, they'd call me and I'd make no sense. I'd have like half sentences and, you know, not keeping track. I wouldn't remember things. Uh, and they'd call me, you know, a day later and say, well, we just talked about that last night and it'd be like, I had no memory of it. So I was pretty much, uh going to, you know, lose my family, which I've got a very small family. It's just my brother and my sister and I. uh, And, of course, my son. And they pretty much put the foot down saying, you either get help or you're you know, don't call us. Don't talk to us. We're done with it.
0: You're on your own. Pretty much. Okay. Mark, where, what was your what was like your level of drinking or addiction or however you guys want to call it? What was, where were you at?
1: I, I haven't had any blackouts. I can remember one night where I was pretty bad and that was in the old house where I threw up and that's the only time I've ever, because I, I have the tendency to know kind of when to, you know, stop ahead of time before I get to that. And I know my thresholds, you know, if I start feeling it, I, you know, I'm tapping out, I'm going to bed. Kind of a thing um but you know just with both of us you know drinking like that it, it was you know kind of a uh codependency kind of a thing to where you know i can't let her drink by herself you know so and she wouldn't let herself drink by herself <laughs> <laughs> if you've if you've ever been in the man cave during you know any kind of sports it's you know, kickoff shots, it's a score shot, it's a puck drop shot, it's, you know, it's a touchdown shot, it's a goal shot, it's, it, it's an excuse, you know, uh, to, for anything for a shot, um, kind of a thing, and I was just to the point where, you know, I, I, or I, I get to the point where I know that, okay, I'm tapping out, I got to go to bed, you know, Sundays, you know, especially football season, and, and it ended up being any, any Sunday, basically getting up Monday morning. It was, you know, having the shakes, the stomach felt like crap. Um, can't focus on my job. Um, you know, no clarity at all on Monday mornings. You know, once I got through that Monday hump, you know, then it it was okay for, you know, the rest of the week, but you know, that Sunday we'd really tie one on usually on sunday nights or yeah, six or seven or yeah. twelve yeah. you always say you know <laughs> yeah. I, i'm on the wagon the only problem is my wagon has an open bar on it um yeah so yeah it would just it was it was getting out of control and starting to affect my job and my attendance um especially like calling me yes. sick yep
0: yep and after a while it's kind of like is it like the boy who cried wolf they just don't absolutely believe you, anymore,
1: you know, right? you're getting You're getting the verbals from work, um, you know, and it was heading to the point where I was going to get it written. And then the next step is, you know, bye. So,
0: yeah, yeah, find another place to be. uh,
1: Find somebody else who's going to tolerate this crap.
0: Was there – did you just – I mean, in in your drinking habits, did you just sort of slowly start over the years or – was it just sort of social, casual, just parties, fun things, and then it became an addiction? Or were you doing it initially to mask some kind of pain or what? I, I don't know the answer to that. Not, I don't have an answer, so you tell me. Well, let
1: Colleen, go first on that one.
2: Um, I think um, we kind of did a little bit of everything, actually. Social drinking. We are more homebody drinking people. I mean, once we started drinking here, I mean, it's not like we went to the car and got in it and drove someplace. Um, We didn't go to parties. You know, once we've started drinking here, we stayed here. Um, So that was a good thing. There's been no DUIs, none of that kind of stuff. Um, And as far as masking the pain, absolutely for me. um, I've had eight surgeries and now I've got, you know, the repercussions of scar tissue and you know, now arthritis. I had a back surgery when I was 19. Uh, so I've been sliced and diced quite a bit. And just, uh, you know, when I was intoxicated, I didn't feel any of that pain. I didn't feel my joints, my muscles, my, you know, I didn't feel any
0: of it. So okay, Mark, that was the main reason. Okay. Mark, what's, uh, same question for you.
1: Um, uh, mine was, I, I started kind of to to get out of the funk that I was in. Cause when I moved in with Colleen, it was, you know, fresh from divorce and, you know, splitting up and losing the kids and all that. Um, so it was pretty much to just kind of get rid of that depression that was happening, um, with that and, you know, just to relax basically.
0: Okay. So that's the common theme is just trying to, trying to mask the pain or cover the pain or just not feel it escape escape from yep it. absolutely and how long did it, did it work
1: uh we've known each other for five years so i'd say five years
0: <laughs> it, 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 you, you, you were able to mask the pain for five years
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much
0: okay so so now all right so now that you got your you guys are sober now how
1: long been a month, uh, and... month
2: month and a half it was the fourth of um uh, April
0: okay so thirty forty days
2: yep
1: actually it was it that's a, when tenth of April
2: tenth of April yeah
0: okay so my next question is Colleen your pain's still there I'm assuming oh yes mark what about your or your funk or whatever are you still are you still struggling with that are these problems that you're trying to that you trying to mask or avoid still there
1: absolutely not i've uh i've got my wife's smile back and uh that has made all of this worthwhile you know just even going through all the shit that we've gone through just that alone right there has um you know made my attitude and, you know, just my, my whole being just a lot happier.
0: What about your pain and the things you were trying to cover up? Are those still there and how are you handling those now without the alcohol?
2: Yes, they're still there. Absolutely. Um, I've just got to find a way to deal with it. Uh, Exercise would help um, get myself into more of a better situation to allow myself to, how can I say, just not focus on my pain and kind to of keep busy, that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like I'm a hundred years old some days.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. So that, so you're you basically just like kind of distraction therapy.
2: Right. Yeah. A lot of that. Um, I'm going to, you know, I was doing exercises and stuff with my insurance when I had that. And then I lost my health insurance. So my PT stopped. So I've just got to get back into a routine that I can do uh, myself. We've got a rec center that's opening up about a block away from our house. So that's going to be nice to have. We're going to get some memberships there, you know, and do like more swimming and e- things that are easier
0: on the joint. You're together. You were together before. Driving, you know, coaching yourself, coaching each other down, this down the tubes. Now you're together. So that's like the common theme is you're together doing this. Yeah, bringing yourselves out of it.
2: Yeah, um, I couldn't do. I couldn't do it without Mark, Brian. But, uh,
0: yeah, agreed. You
2: know, it's it's something that we are doing together, and we are committed to staying sober.
0: Well, and it's easy to lie to yourself. And if you have someone you're accountable to, it's way more, di- way more, yeah. you when know, we're difficult to, to skip, to skip the gym, to skip the good things, to, you know, I've, I've been doing it my whole life, lying to myself, setting schedules, setting calendar dates and just going, ah, I don't want to be, I don't want to do it. And no, yeah. one's, no one's there to say, no, you will do it. And it, it is difficult and you will, pers- you know, persevere through that. Yeah, I agree. So how your perspectives on your, both your work, your employment, how's that now?
1: Well, mine, I'm, I'm able to go in Monday and, you know, be ready to hit the, hit the streets running. Um, I'm a lot more focused on my job. Um, gotten a lot more responsibilities since I've, you know, gone through this. I'm actually helping out with another team, um, I'm training for a third team (laughs) Um, and just my managers and I've gotten a lot more responsibilities and my managers see that um, a a change in me and you know I'm grateful that you know a lot of them didn't give up on me and um, it's paying off.
0: And Colleen so yours did you just tell me your answer?
2: Uh, no. Um, actually, I uh, was let go from my last job. Because um, of this?
0: Directly because I of had,
2: this? I think that that is exactly it. Um, I just, I couldn't stay focused. I had no interest in learning anything more. Um, I, you know, made a couple of mistakes. I didn't learn from my mistakes the way I normally, you know, would have. Um, so yeah, I, I contribute the, the bottle to have, have lost my job and it was a good job.
0: And have you replaced it with, uh, with something equivalent?
2: Um, not at this moment. I am on unemployment. Uh, I have an interview on Tuesday, so hopefully that will, you know, be something that I'm interested in. I'm looking for a career job, uh, to end into my retirement.
0: <laughs> so okay,
1: gotcha. Okay. It's hard to to focus on your work when, you know, you come home and you're shaking so bad because you need, you need that, that crutch, you know, you need that shot. And it's, you know, there's, there's days where you come home and you're shaking so bad that you, half of it goes on the floor because you're shaking so bad. And it was, it was to that point.
0: So Mark, you were talking about getting the shakes at home you mentioned when we first talked about the financially, what it was doing to you, you want to speak to that?
1: Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we kind of sat down and did some calculations and, you know, we're dropping 60, $70 a pop, you know, every two days, every sometimes every day um, for, you know, a handle or, you know, a case of beer and, you know, cigarettes too. And I think we, we, did the math on it and it was, you know, upwards of seven to $800 a month. All right. For, for those who may not know, what's a handle? A handle is like what, a half gallon, a little bit bigger than a half a gallon, a liter.
0: Of like hard, Uh, hard.
1: Oh yeah. We, we did either vodka or, or Seagram's. Okay. That was not a shout out or a product placement or anything, but yeah. But it could be. It could be. Hey.
0: We're capitalists. We'll take it wherever we can get it. Yes,
1: we'll work it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh you know, it it was nothing less than what they was the seven fifty milliliter. Yeah, seven and
0: fifty milliliter. Family size, like to get it at Costco.
1: Yeah, pretty oh, much yeah. it has the pump on top of it to get it out of there, yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. So um this may be too revealing and if it is let me know but like percentage of your income what were you spending do you think on
1: on stuff well i mean we didn't eat (laughs) hardly so um i i don't know okay
0: so that's a horrible weight loss program
1: no no not not one i'd recommend okay anymore
0: for those who are listening to this your friends strangers um who may be struggling, who may be afraid to talk about it because of the embarrassment or the shame behind it. What what would you say to them?
1: You've you really got to break the chains, Brian. You really gotta get out of this this rut, this um dependency that, that this is. Um You know, when you 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 start finding hiding places in your house from you know, yourself because you can't remember where you hit it the night before or you're in a your significant other, it, it's time to, to make a change. It really is time to make a change. And the only way you can do it is with a support system. Okay. The only, the only way you can do this is support, with...
0: Support system of, of w- many forms, I guess. Are you guys doing AA meetings or, or are you just trying to no. work through it by yourself?
2: Or no, with, with each know. other? Once, uh, I, you know, I, I think for me personally, it was getting my head and my heart to agree that it was time. And when I figured out it was time, it was snowing like crazy here in Colorado. And it was a Wednesday and I looked at Mark and I said, take me to the ER. And he looked at me like I had three eyes and he goes, sure. And I said, yep, I'm ready. And he had them come pick me up, uh, took me to the ER, they admitted me into detox, uh, where when I first checked in, I was blowing in the breathalyzer, a .248. That's
0: which pick- is- that You're pickled at that point. Yeah,
2: that, that's pretty high. But on the side of that, you know, it, it, it also depends on your alcohol tolerance. And I had built up so much tolerance that I was functioning just fine. I mean, as far as, you know, what I had in the past. And I think that once I got my head and my heart wrapped around it and I spent, uh, you know, the time in detox, and then it, at midnight they had me do another breathalyzer and I was at a 0.178, I think. And then in, by six o'clock in the morning I was blowing zero. And I called Mark and, you know, they said that once you started blowing zero, you, you're free to leave. And I called Mark and we both agreed that it's probably just better for me to stay at least one more day there because I was still having the shakes. And, you know, just because I was around medical attention and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they talked to me about, you know, at my age, uh, 57, 56, something like that. I don't, whatever I am. (laughs) that they were surprised that I, you know, with the severity of my alcoholism that I did not have a stroke.
0: Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It is so stinking easy. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You will not be disappointed. And we're back.
2: And, and being there and seeing all the people that were in that detox, that was an eye-wide opener to me. And I will never go back. I'll never be in that situation again. And I've not touched one sip of anything since.
0: So you almost got a glimpse, or you did get a glimpse of maybe what your family was seeing in you.
2: Exactly. Yes, yes.
0: And what did, what did you feel for those people?
2: Oh, I I still to this day, I, I thank them. And, you know, it's just like, you know, they they were hardcore to be blunt. They were kind of mean. I mean, they they gave me this is the boundary
0: the, and you've crossed the it. patients or the medical staff.
2: Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was my family. The medical staff was great. The patient, uh Yeah, they were sketchy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there were four women in one room. We all had cots that were, you know, like jail, prison cots, uh, lumpy pillows, you know, they don't make it very comfortable. That's for sure. But you got shower, you got free meals. And uh, so that was, that's what I say. It was, it was something that I had to experience uh, to really not want to go back and want to change my life. And, you know, thankful for you know for mark wanting to do it with me because he you know he didn't fall on his head about i think we counted like nine or ten times that i crashed out on my head uh camping trips you know falling and slipping on rocks and crashing my head in fireplaces and you know i it should have been done a long long time ago brian and that's one thing that mark and i talked about it's like why did we wait so long but like I say, your head and your heart have to be in it.
0: Well, yeah, you didn't, you didn't do it because you didn't think it was a problem. Or maybe you didn't. Right. Or you, you could, oh, I have a problem, but I can deal with it. You hadn't, you hadn't hit the bottom, I guess. The ironic is, right? part,
2: Brian, is I was sitting here thinking about on that snowy day about going in. And then I thought, oh, the weather's so bad. I'll just, I'll just go tomorrow. And then I thought to myself, no, because you won't go tomorrow. Yeah. Right now or not. That's how that's what I mean about your head and your heart have to be in conjunction and want to want to do something
0: uh, in
2: this serious nature.
0: Any we we can probably do another session of this, you know, maybe in in another few months, just kind of see how you guys are. But any final thoughts that you could leave with somebody if if they were to remember nothing else from what we talked about? It would be what Mark? Go ahead.
1: I think, um, you know, it. What has made all this worth it, and not just having you know Colleen back um, and our lives' back, we're, we're just more functional without it. Um, the one thing for me, the biggest thing, other you know than, than Colleen, is that when I told Dad, he, he was shocked. I mean, just like everybody else. Um, and it's the first time in my life. Brian, that I've ever heard dad say that he was proud of me for something. And that right there made it all, all this, you know, going through the withdrawals, um, it made all of that worthwhile. Um, and just like I said, having my wife back and being able to enjoy each other without looking for that next one, you know, where's the next shot? Where's where, you know, what's going to happen. Um, you know, not planning your day around, around a bottle, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's that I I think for, for anybody listening, um, you, you just got to do it and you just, you know, you're going to have friends that hey, they might not want to hang out with you anymore because you know, they're, they, they don't want to drink around you. Fortunately for us, we have a pretty tight knit group of friends that are there for us and have supported us throughout this whole process. You know, if we go to their house, they're not going to offer us a drink and we don't have a problem with people drinking around us. That's don't look at us like, you know, we have three eyes. Don't look at us like that. Just look at us as the sober fun couple that you've always known, you know, and, and just, don't offer (laughs) that's yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing that everybody knows now not to offer, um, you know, but don't feel awkward being around us. You know, we can still get together and have those Broncos parties and have those barbecues, but just don't treat us like, you know, we're some kind of weird zoo animal. Well, that's funny
0: you say that because I quit 25 years ago. And I was amazed at how many people were just like, "What? what, what we can't, you can't hang out with us. I mean, they were really uncomfortable with their own drinking because I wasn't doing it. even, even dad said, well, you're not going to have a beer with the old man anymore. And I said, dad, I've never had a beer with you prior to this, but <laughs> it was, it was an issue for me. It was really weird. This is the social part of it is massive. Massive, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, just funny, funny how people are, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, with us, like Mark said, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of our friends that are very, very um, supportive of us. And, you know, they, I actually, for the first time, I was going to post it on my Facebook page you know, like four or five days after I got out of detox and Mark and I talked about it and, you know, let's give it some time. Let's give it some time. So I waited for an exact month after, you know, that I was admitted to the detox and I put it out there in a Facebook page about, they used to call it an Irish hollow leg that I had. Yes. Um, And I retired it and I had over 138 friends that commented on that of nothing but support and even right down to saying, you know, that's great. Kind of, it's about time kind of, you know, verbiage behind what they were trying to tell me, Um, you know, because it it got to the point where we would show up at, you know, occasions and stuff like that. And, you know, for me, I'd be drinking before and I wouldn't remember it and come to find out that I would, (laughs) say things and do things that I didn't even remember. And those, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing to me, but they all understood that. And now, you know, now they say you're just as fun now as you were then. Right. And my family actually said that, uh, I was the funny one out of the family. And I told my sister, I said, I don't even know who Colleen Shannon is anymore. I said, I don't even know that person. I said, I don't know who, I am. So when we got together, she put this little photo album together of memories from when I graduated high school to graduated college to having my son, Ryan. And she goes, every time you think you can't remember who you are, look through this book because this is who you are.
0: Yeah, that's powerful.
2: It was powerful. And I bawled like a baby. It meant so much
0: to me. You, you mentioned, you know, a hundred and you said 138 people made a comment, right? Yeah. And sometimes we look at social media followings and we're like, oh, that's, that's, that's nothing, but do this. And whoever's listening, do this, find a picture that's got 138 people in it and you see how big of impact that is. So mm-hmm. the fact that you guys are going through this and doing this and, and. Being very open about it, I'm sure there's people in your friend group that may be struggling that are too oh, afraid yeah. to, too afraid to say something. Yes. So you guys are are making a huge impact that may not be felt for years.
2: I hope so, Brian. I think that's probably one of the main reasons why Mark and I, you know, after talking with you, wanted to do this because if we help one person, that's huge. Yeah. Because because it is a disease.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it absolutely is. If, you know, if this helps, you know, like you said, one person not get the Dewey, not get the DUI, not crash into, you know, a minivan full of kids and parents. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it's made a huge impact on our life. And I know that hopefully you know, anybody that's listening will, like I said, seek out a friend that you can truly trust. You know, if it's not your spouse, you know, if you're not, you know, lucky enough to have that, you know, whatever, a girlfriend, whatever boyfriend reach out to somebody, that you know, is, is your good friend and just talk to them. That's, that's how this all starts is just talking to each other and being open about it and saying, I have a damn problem and okay. it, it's, it's not going to fix itself. Right. And
2: you'll be amazed at how many people are actually supportive of that. You know, I never thought that I would have that many comments of encouragement and a lot of friends that said, hey, I've I've quit 27 years ago and my life has changed and so much better. You know, and you're going to enjoy it even more so now than you did way back then when you were drinking.
0: Perfect ending, guys. I appreciate you both appreciate your time for sharing. This is, I know it probably wasn't easy and it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be also oh worth it. So thank you both so much for joining me today on our show. And um, is there any, how can people reach you if they wanted to, you know, touch base or contact you, you have emails or websites or social channels or anything like that.
1: They can email me. That's fine. Um, if you want to post it with this, it's Mark, M-A-R-K, at Pratt, last name, P-R-A-T-T, Paul Robert, Adam Tom Tom, Pack, Paul Adam King, Pratt Pack. Look at you, fancy Mr. Phonetic Alphabet. Dot com. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Charlie Oscar Mary.
0: I'll <laughs> post it in the show notes. So, all right, guys, thanks so much. I got to run and we will chat again. All right, Brian. All right, brother.
1: Love you. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you,
2: honey.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us.